Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are going to be talking about something today that I doubt any of you will find surprising if you're regular listeners to this podcast. But before we get to the topic, which I know you guys are going to love, I want to thank you personally for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States, maybe in the world. It's so exciting to see all of our downloads happening in different parts of the world. Very exciting. Um, we want to ask all of you to give us a five-star review on iTunes and whatever other listening widget you're using. Some of you guys use Stitcher, Spotify. Any and all support is always appreciated. And also, your uh, special homework from today's podcast is to share this podcast overtly with three different agents that you know. Just let them, let them know. Maybe share it socially. Maybe just share it on Instagram. Maybe just email it to somebody. So we would appreciate any continued support you guys have. Our goal is to keep this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the world. And I'll tell you why. Because the more agents listen to what, and this isn't arrogant or arrogance or ego, though it'll sound like that, but the more agents that listen to what Julie and I are telling them, which is the truth about how to be successful long-term in real estate, the more agents will be indeed successful long-term in real estate. And that is our mission, to be of service to all of you guys. And your mission, obviously, is to be of service to all of your real estate buyers and sellers. Today's topic is very important. We're going to give you some drilled down facts. But before we do, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. It's my pleasure, as always, to share this podcast with you. And we're going to be talking about an interesting topic today. All right. So the topic today, we're going to get right to it. Um, and this is a one-day show. The topic today is all the little tech companies that are planning on getting into your pockets uh, in 2022 and forward. And I'm going to give you guys a little background. And so we're coming out of the end of a super, a super cycle of tech companies investing in, or rather investors investing into real estate tech companies. So anything that was real estate that was hypothetically going to provide some service for real estate agents, but mostly there were thinly veiled business plans around the idea that it was going to replace the real estate agent. You know, there's very few exceptions to that. Most of these tech companies had the underpinning values of we're somehow going to make it so real estate sales can be simplified, removing the middlemen, which is all of us. Now, that has been the same, you know, Mickey Mouse that's been said since the 1990s. And it was Brad Inman, actually, back in 1990s, I think it was Home Gain, mm -hmm. the, the company he started, where he was talking about disintermediating the real estate agent, which just means removing the middlemen. And you don't hear that so much anymore, and I'll tell you why. Because what's happened is the uh, battlefield is uh, loaded with the bodies of everyone who's tried to disintermediate realtors. Because it turns out the marketplace of buyers and sellers actually want to deal with uh, skilled professional real estate agents and actually prefer to have a trusted uh, you know, professional help them with what is the biggest real estate or the biggest financial decision of their lives. And the tech companies have not figured out and will never figure out how to discern mediators. So what they do is they get into the real estate space and they're selling some, you know, widget and then the widget doesn't monetize. They can't make money from it. And so what all of them end up doing, and it actually is kind of comical how quickly some of them revert or convert to trying to sell leads to real estate agents. 
Yes. It, it's actually funny to me how many of them start with these big grand visions of somehow, you know, democratizing the buying and selling and we're going to give all the information to the consumers and consumers are going to have the same tools and decision making widgets that the real estate professionals do. Boom, butter, boom, raise a bunch of money. Doesn't work. Nobody cares. And then they end up selling leads to agents. That is the trend, isn't it? And I do remember <laughs> back in the 90s, the whole big disintermediation talk and how people were freaking out about that then. And this is just a next iteration of all that. But you're right. Nobody's been able to do it. I don't think anybody ever will be able to. And the truth is also, which is fascinating, and this is kind of counterintuitive, but the more the market changes, rates go up, people start feeling a little bit of fear about the real estate markets. They're curious, well, what's going to happen next? All these things. Anytime there's fear and doubt, the more people lean in to wanting having a trusted friend or advisor. Uh, it's the same reason that you know, frankly, doctors will never be replaced by teledocs. If you have a real problem, you're going to see the doctor, right? You know, all those types of things. So do not be believing these sort of, um, you know, romanticized versions of the future with regards to everything being done online. That's just the fantasy and the panacea of some tech, you know, good-hearted tech-minded folks who are trying to make themselves relevant with these big ideas so they can go raise money. And nobody's a better example of that than Zillow. <laughs> yes, frankly. Now, why is this? Well, keep in mind, interesting stat here, more than 90% of potential real estate buyers and sellers, according to your very own National Association of Realtors, do connect with a real estate agent to help them buy and or sell their house. And I think it's probably even more than 90%, but let's say that's a minimum. And that equals, get this, 100 billion, with a B as in boy, 100 billion in agent commissions every year. I think that's good for them to know anyway. Yeah, that means you guys are spending $100 billion. I mean, that, think about that number. And now add to it how much money agents are spending on CRMs and branding and marketing and all these other. Uh, and these companies, these marketing companies and all these you know, tech companies, they go into the real estate space, especially when it's a hot seller's market. Because people do not hold the dollars that they're investing accountable for results because the dollars are flowing so readily, so easily. So when you're dealing with a, a business, your real estate businesses that have over the last forever have had relatively easy cash flow because everyone's you know been um, FOMOing mm -hmm. their decisions, fear of missing out. And so buyers have been essentially, you know, buying whatever came for sale. And by the way, these, you know, macro trends in real estate are not changing anytime soon. But you're seeing all these, uh, you know, essentially consumers of all this real estate stuff that would be agents and brokerages and whatever that never actually have stopped to say, you know what, does geofarming actually work? <laughs> By the way, why do these buyer leads actually suck? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm making so much money. Now, when that changes, same goes with teams, same goes with branding. How do I know what I'm saying is true? Because Julie and I have been in this business for a long damn time, decades, and we've seen these cycles come to an end. And when these cycles start to wane, it's when the seller's market starts to level off or, you know, some other, you know, con some other thing happens in the economy. And then what happens is agents start saying, well, you know what? I can't be speculating on whether that, you know, marketing idea or that branding idea is going to pay off five years from now. I need something that's going to pay me now. And then they stop buying those services and those products from those companies and those companies go away. And that's what we're starting to see. A lot of these, you know, tech companies, what they're doing is they're not able to monetize their original ideas. And so they're leaning into selling leads. And the lead costs that they're going to be selling these leads to you guys is like nothing we've ever seen before. And this isn't Julie and I speculating. This is based on their own public filings, what they're saying on their earnings calls, which we listen to, what they're telling us. They're telling you how much you're going to have to start buying, paying for your bought leads. Why are we telling you this? Because if you're still, if you think buying leads is the only way for you to move forward in your real estate business, we're going to prove to you that buying leads is not only, 
you know, asinine, frankly, but it's going to cause you to lose money on every transaction you do. You might sell a house, but for the cost of having sold that house, you would have better off just to, you know, not have done anything. Exactly. So keeping in mind $100 billion in your agent commissions every year, it should not surprise you that those real estate tech companies want a bigger piece of that agent commission pie for themselves. So here are some strategies that real estate tech companies have to get more commission money out of you, the country's hardworking real estate agents and brokers, our listeners. So we're going to look at three. That'll be, of course, Zillow and then Compass and Open Door specifically. So let's start with Zillow. And again, this is not our speculation. This is publicly stated by them. So what is Zillow's, what they call, I love this name, back to basics strategy? You know what they should call it is, oop, we screwed up <laughs> on the whole iBuyer thing, lost yeah. a gazillion dollars. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, and you, it was so interesting, The frankly, the arrogance in which they basically have always, it's our industry's fault. It's because there are not been enough people like Julie and I telling you guys that Zillow was definitely, um, you know, the Trojan horse. And they obviously always mm -hmm. were. Their stated, you know, goal was to originally do what, you know, disintermediate agents, and then they realized that wasn't going to happen. So then they got into the lead selling business, and the lead selling business is not the easiest business in the world to be in because it's oversaturated with a billion people selling leads to agents. So then they decided to copy Open Door. Well, it turns out that's not as easy to do as they thought as well. But now they're going to lean back into the whole selling leads to agents business. But listen to what they're going to be charging all of you guys. How many of you listening right now are actually going to sign yourself up for this financial abuse? That's right. And if you're curious about what Tim just mentioned, the demise of Zillow's iBuyer program, we did have a dedicated podcast about that back in November. So get caught up on that. So Zillow has stated that it is going back to its roots, focusing on extracting an additional $1.5 billion annually from agents by 2025 via mainly its premier agent program. This extraction from agents paying for Zillow's premier agent services would generate a total of $2.9 annually for Zillow, which eclipses its entire 2021 revenue from all combined sources. Now, technically, that's incredible, those numbers. Yeah. But will they be able to do it? Doubtful, because there's so many different things. They're selling buyer leads. Listen to what your coach or your future coach is telling you now, right? Do not buy buyer leads. If you have one listing, you will have so many buyers chasing you that you will have to, you basically will have to hide from them, right? That's right. One listing, generally speaking, will equal maybe six, seven transactions, maybe even more if you work it the way we teach you to do it in Premier Coaching. But do not buy buyer leads. Buyer leads are the easiest thing in the world to get. Now, I want to take you guys on a real quick lesson. I'm going to do this really fast, but it's important that you remember this. Why is it that the bot buyer leads off internet lead generation are so low quality? Listen, when you're, let's decide, you guys decide today, one of you, you have a roof leak, right? You need to fix the roof on your house. I'm going to go through this quickly, so please pay attention. Your roof is leaking. You need to fix the roof leak. What's the first thing you're going to do? Do I know a roofer? Have I used a roofer before? If you have, and they did a good job, chances are you're going to call up the roofer, and you're going to use that same person again, right? Right. Now, if you don't know a roofer, what's the next thing you're going to do? You're going to ask a trusted friend or advisor for a referral to a roofer. You're going to ask somebody that you trust, who they trust, to fix your roof. Now, if you don't have, don't know a roofer, number one, then you're going to go to number two, which is, do I know of anyone that knows a roofer? If they don't know anybody, then you're going to respond to a marketing message, including anything that's online. That is the same cycle of which everyone has always bought things. That's you know anything. That's the process in which they go through, especially when hiring a professional to provide a service. Very rarely, and the, if the uh, 
I am having to remember this so I don't have it in front of me, but something like four or six percent of people make their buying decision based on an ad. Everyone else has taken is taken out of the marketplace based on who they already know or a referral from somebody that they uh, they trust, right? So a minority of anyone is going to respond to an ad for, say, in my example, a roofer to hire. Same goes with the real estate professional. And yet, what have you guys been taught? You've been taught to spend all of your money on the uh, marketing and advertising to try to create a brand to make it so that you can somehow compete for that 6% of people that may or may not actually be truthfully ready to transact. Now, here's the other thing. And this is, you guys check this. Every single study that's ever been done that I'm aware of shows that the least motivated people are searching online. The most motivated, let's just talk about buyers. The most motivated people are driving neighborhoods, right? You guys get the difference? So why would you spend your money buying with your hard-earned profit or borrowed money, as unfortunately is the case with a lot of you, why would you do that when you could just start doing the real work of real estate and go to where the real motivated buyers already are. That's what you have to learn. You have to move past this fantasy that you can you know, essentially buy your way to success. You have to work your way to success in any and all things in life that's worth having. So that people think of you when they say who do I already know or when they ask their trusted friend or advisor, then they get the same answer. Now, good for Zillow for having specific goals, right? 2.9 billion to soak from all of you. They're smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. But maybe you can disrupt the attainable part by choosing not to participate in their agent soaking goals. And Tim just mentioned something about, you know, you're the one that they need to know. That's where your business comes from. I read a 24-page report from Zillow making sure that all of our facts were straight. When Julie says she read a 24-page report, she really did. I watched her reading it. <laughs> and were, I mean, were you shocked by what I was you looking read? at all of the charts and the reports, but here's the other thing that I did when I was looking at that. A quick search about the quality and quantity of leads that agents are paying for will garner you, of course, an endless supply of not just agents complaining about inappropriate, low-quality, quote, leads. I think they don't even call them leads anymore. They're impressions or something. But perhaps just as alarming are the complaints by actual homeowners about Zillow. You know that 4% that actually calls on an ad? For sale by owners who were not allowed to uh, anything except an aerial view picture, severely inaccurate Zestimates, which they fell prey to themselves looking at their own Zestimates, right? Zillow assigned agent who's nothing knows nothing about the listing somebody calls on, etc. So the quantity and variety of complaints is astonishing. I expected to see it from the realtors, but I, I got a different perspective from homeowners who actually posted their stuff on there and who also, I mean, it was hundreds of complaints about this person kept on calling me and that's not what I wanted. And then when I was on the buyer side and I called and I tried to get information, they didn't even answer the question about what I called on. And, you know, one of the questions we get from agents is, what's the script when I'm trying to answer a call on a listing that isn't mine? What should I say? In there is words, no script. Well, that's the, the heart of it, too, really, is that when you're trying to, though, you know, Zillow, frankly, and Realtor.com and some of the others have changed their ways for, yeah. to some point, what you're trying to do, what they're trying to do is fool the consumer into thinking that you're the listing agent. You can, you know package that what I just set up however you want to but that's the gist of it you have to go searching for who the listing agent is it actually takes work to find out who the listing agent is because the consumer is always going to want to call the listing agent which goes back to one of the tenets of Julie and I's business be the damn listing agent 
so you don't actually have to play this. You don't actually have to play this game. And also, I want you guys to remember this too because it's so important. Do not build your house, your mansion, your business on land you do not own. Would you do that now? Would you go build a house on land you did not own? You would not, would you? That is silly. But that's what you're doing when you're buying leads because the lead cost is going to go through the roof. You're going to have, you know, it's a record number of agents that are in the business right now, 1.6 million members of the National Association of Realtors. That means there's probably close to two and a half million real estate people in the United States. They're all going to be competing with you on these buyer leads because they too are probably not realizing that they need to learn to be proactive lead generators. Yes. So the solution, of course, become your own best generator of commissions by learning to be a proactive lead generation machine. Listing agents don't really have any lead generation issues. And buyer agent commissions are dropping in, in many markets. That's so back to my original premise with regards to the lack of profitability in a bot buyer lead. If you're in a marketplace and you can, I mean, there's definitely marketplaces right now where buyer agent co-ops are less than 2%. And in this marketplace right now with what's going on, that scenario is not going to change. So let's say your average commission in your marketplace is 2%. And let's say you sell a house that's $400,000. That means you made $8,000. Now you pay your broker. Now you pay the, you know, the referral fee. And let's say the referral fee is 40 to 50% because that's where it's going. And then you read their public filings and you'll know what I'm saying is true. Relocation, those guys, you, those of you who've been working relo leads for a long period of time, listeners, if you don't know what I'm about to say, you're going to be blown away. Most agents that work relo leads from some of these big relo companies, what they do is let's again, let's say it's a four, an $8,000 gross commission. Because it's a relo that came from the relo department and their brokerage, uh, they are then put on what's usually a 50-50 commission split, and then the referral fee comes off the top of uh, the top of the transaction. So let's say the referral fee is 50%. Then of the 50% that's left, four grand, that agent is on a 50-50 split with their broker. You guys get what I'm saying? So they just sold a house and they made two grand. How much time did it take? How much was all that effort? Was, did that really make sense? Maybe you're just getting started and maybe you just want to get some cash flow and that might make sense for you, but you can't build a business that way. And here's another thing that Julie just touched on. I don't know if you guys picked it up. Just because you're, the buyer lead that you're buying from whatever company it is, what makes you think that that buyer lead is only going to be matched to you? That buyer lead is also being sold to other agents, not just within these big portals they're selling to multiple agents. But let's imagine this. Is that buyer lead going to Zillow and filling out a forum? Yes. Are they going to Realtor.com and filling out a forum? Yes. Are they going to make a bunch of these other landing pages where there's forum trying to lead capture buyer leads? Yes. So that means every one of these companies are selling that same uh, buyer lead off to a bunch of different agents. That's the reason none of this stuff works. That's called oversaturation. And meanwhile, that buyer lead that you thought was a lead probably isn't even qualified anyway because there's no filter to tell you that they were. It doesn't stop with real estate brokerages. This is the next thing that's going to be happening. I'm sorry, it doesn't stop with just the, the portals. It also is some of these big real estate companies are also going to be getting in your pocket. Most notably, and this one I was really not surprised by, but actually surprised and shocked, if I'm using the real words, that they were this honest. Compass. Yes, very transparent here. So Compass, the brokerage, uh, as reported by Mike Delpreet, he's a well-regarded real estate strategist and advisor on real estate tech. He said that Compass, quote, in its own words, wants and intends to improve its own company's economics with agents kicking in or giving Compass more than 1% 
a year of their commission earnings. Delpreet said, if you're a compass agent, the company's plan for profitability hinges on reducing your commission split over time. Sorry, this was his comment. Compass's medium-term goal of a 2.5% commission split on its 2021 revenues would total for Compass an additional $160 million annually. That's for them, not for you. Wouldn't it make more sense to work at a brokerage who looks at ways for to increase your profitability versus taking more and more from you? What if you're a Compass agent and you're buying leads from Zillow? No doubt. Right? I mean, that's isn't that shocking, though? Oh, my gosh. But I honestly I feel sorry for all the agents that are getting their licenses right now or have been in the business forever and have only been buying leads that don't know any better. Yeah. You, you're seeing, really, there's so much revenue destruction, pro, just so many things that are attacking your ability to earn money. It's not the market, guys. The market's the market, right? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Prices go up, prices go down, interest rates go up, interest rates go down, buyer's market, seller's market. You can survive that. What you can't survive is decreasing revenue and decreasing net profit. And if you make a decision to align with a brokerage who's overtly saying they're going to be paying you less, and at the same time you're buying your leads, how are you going to stay in business? You can't. It won't make sense. That's right. So moving on to Open Door. Open Door is an iBuyer company who makes all cash offers on houses and offers flexible closing timelines. Sellers call Open Door to find out what they could get immediately for their home and to potentially sell faster with less hassle, not usually for more money. If you're an EXP agent, you can offer the same using your Express Offers program available to 100% of EXP agents. But according to Open Door's Q4 2021 earning report, the company sold about 20,000 houses in 2021. As this largest iBuyer company uses its scaling efforts to push buyer agent commissions down, Open Door would obviously generate more revenue for itself. Why? Because a savings of about uh, three quarters of a point in buyer commissions would result in about 53 million year over year for Open Door. So, just another example of eroding your commissions. Now, Zillow, Compass, and Open Door see your profitability as a potential honey hole for them to dip into. With every transaction being more and more competitive and the already downward slide of buyer agent commissions, isn't it time for you to become serious about your listing skills? That's the only hedge you guys have against all of this, honestly. That's the only thing you can, that's where you can have control of your commissions. You can have control of your market by making your own market. I, I, it's interesting. Um, I can't, I'm not remembering the name. The podcast you and I listen to occasionally and it's that those two real estate weirdos. I know, I can't they're the more weirdo than us. Yeah. I don't remember it either. But they actually it's a great pod. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about these actual numbers from Open Door on their recent podcast. And I loved how the guy was saying just completely point blank, if you look at Open Door's public filings and you look at to see what their biggest expense is on all their transactions, mm-hmm. aside from purchasing the house to flip, yep. it's not the carpet, the paint, nope. it's the buyer agent commission. And they know it. And they know it. And they're going to go after it. Now, here's how this affects you. Tim, I could give a rat's ass about Open Door. I get it. But here's the problem. Open Door, and this Zillow is doing this as well, was testing to see how low they could go. That's right. What's Again, not speculative by us. Both of their public filings state this explicitly. They kind of bragged about it after the fact. And it was, weren't they testing in Arizona and Florida or something? Atlanta, too. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was Arizona and Atlanta. So what they were doing, and this was not last year, but the year before, I think. Mm-hmm. So they were seeing how low they could push buyer agent commissions before it actually had an adverse effect in the sellability of the property. And if I remember correctly, Julie, wasn't it like 1.8%? Yeah, get down to like, yeah, one and three quarters, something like yeah. that. So buyer agent mm-hmm. commissions, obviously, guys, are going to be the, you know, the, the red flag line item on all of these companies, um, you know, statements, all the profit and losses to go after. And, you know, it's, it's open door, but, I'll, you know, Julie mentioned also the EXP Express offers thing. I'll tell you when um, 
EXP started doing this, I just thought it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Because what you do as an EXP agent, if you want to use express offers, is you can actually take a house for sale mm -hmm. that you got listed or that or you, not. Or not. You could find another property that's listed in the MLS mm -hmm. by another agent. Yes. And you could present that property to the express offers investors. Mm -hmm. And if they purchase that house, they're going to pay you the buyer agent commission. Yes. Now, when that hot property comes back for sale, you get the listing. It's brilliant. It it's is. It's absolutely brilliant because look at it this way. And I don't think that the listing, if it's not yours, I don't think it even has to be an EXP agent. I think it no, could no, be, no. Any, it it can be, be anything, the MLS. right? Yeah. So let's say you're out showing something and your buyer doesn't want it, but you figure it's a pretty good house. This should be, let's see if an investor wants to buy it. You have the like this investor uh, group behind you at all times. You just have to find something. Get them, you know, they're going to buy it. And then you get that listing. It's like the best prospecting ever. And you make the commissions. Now, let's say you're in Arizona or you're one of these other markets where open doors trying to get more market share. Mm -hmm. And you are going to have to, you know, prepare for the seller. Um, and there will be, it's not a lot, truthfully, it's probably less than 20% of all sellers that are going to be willing to take less for the house than um, the market price because they just don't want the hassle of selling the house. When we sold real estate, we ran across people that would say, Tim and Julie, I know I could sell the house for X more if I retailed it, but I don't have the time or the inclination or I don't want to clean the house. I just want to sell it. And some of those properties, Julie and I bought as rental properties. That's what these guys are doing. There will always be a percent of people in the marketplace that are willing to pay a convenience fee of a reduced amount of uh, you know, net profit from the sale to get rid of the house quickly. Um, so you have to be prepared for that because you're going to be going on listing appointments, especially when you guys join our premier coaching program. You're going to be generating your own leads. You're going to be going on listing appointments. And if you're competing against a seller that says, you know what, I think you're the greatest thing ever. And I know you could sell my house for, say, you know, $40,000 more. But this particular situation dictates that I sell this house really fast. An open door offered me this. And you're going to be like, you got nothing else. Now, if you're with EXP and you're an Express Offers certified agent, you can actually go and talk to that seller. And you can say, Mr. Seller, we have option A and option B. Option A, we put the house for sale. This is what your net proceeds should be. Option B, if after, say, two weeks or 10 showings or after 30 days, if the property hasn't sold, we can then uh, take it to the Express Offers program and we can sell it that way. Whichever way makes the most sense for you. Because you got to remember, not every seller, very few retail sellers put the net profit is the most important thing. What most of them want is the least amount of hassle and open doors tapping into that. So do you, you have to look at this from a holistic perspective. Remember I told you guys before, you've got to really be understanding that the greatest fortunes of everybody, of every major you know, family, of every major business that have always been made during the greatest times of change. This inflationary time and the other things that are happening right now absolutely positively is going to be one of the greatest times of change of our lifetimes. You need to be monitoring which direction your mindset is going. Are you starting to basically, you know, wade in the river of doom and gloom? Or are you seeing the opportunities how Julie and I just, for example, uh, positioned express offers? You might be realizing that you are at a broker that is not, as they claim to be, agent-centric. You might be realizing you're at a brokerage that is going to just see you as the cattle on the way to the slaughterhouse. And you need to then decide whether that's the path you want to be on, especially during these, you know, inevitable economic change times that we're going through now with rising interest rates, with, you know, more inflation, with the different things that are happening geopolitically. Are you where you want to be as far as a brokerage that's going to actually help you uh, to become more successful? Or are you just thinking about emotionally that you need to hide out underneath the staircase and wait for the storm clouds to pass? 
This is one of the main reasons that back in 2019, Julie and I aligned with eXp Realty because we knew based on what eXp Realty was offering to agents, they were the first brokerage that we had ever come across that were truly agent centric in the sense they're putting their the, the money where their mouths were. I do believe that every real estate brokerage loves and cares about their agents, but eXp is the first one we ever saw that's willing to, again, put their money where their mouths are. Revenue share, giving agents stock, an incredibly uh, advantageous um, you know, commission split. The, uh, real health insurance. Real health insurance. Unburdening agents of all the most of their marketing expenses and lead generation expenses that you get basically you know, for free. It's you know, virtually $85 a month, right? So you get all these definite benefits from being with eXp. When Julie and I lined all those things up and we saw all the benefits that was giving the average uh, agent, it was a no-brainer for us to be feel comfortable suggesting you guys all become eXp agents. I'll suggest to you that eXp is the only brokerage right now that's perfectly positioned for the changing times because of the fact they have, have such an incredible business model that is so agent-centric. We are absolutely positively happy. One of the best business decisions we ever made that we aligned with eXp Realty in 2019. I strongly encourage all of you to consider the same thing. Julie and I would certainly uh, you know, appreciate the honor of you considering us to be your eXp Realty sponsors. And the easiest way for you to get more information is to, if you're ready to join eXp and you're ready to choose your sponsor, again, we're formally applying for the job of being your eXp Realty sponsor. Text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. If you're just getting ready to get started to think about eXp and you're looking for more information, we've uh, we got you covered there as well. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Just text the letters EXP to 47372, and we'll text you back a link where you can watch a bunch of videos and get all the information you need. But the bottom line is, guys, is you want to be positioning yourselves for the, the changes that are coming your way and realize that opportunities abound provided that you're in alignment, basically your brokerage, your mindset, what you're doing to build your business, all these things, they need to pivot to the new realities that we're all dealing with now. So Julie, when you were putting all this, these uh, notes together, yes. what surprised you the most? Ah, uh, gosh, I, I think just the sheer numbers and really, I, I mean, just from, I mean, I'm a licensed agent. I've been a licensed broker. We've been coaches forever. We're real estate podcasters, right? So really and truly, it I felt outraged by it. Yep. I did. I felt like, seriously, the business isn't hard enough. You've got to get into agents' pockets more and that that's something that you're telling your shareholders that this is this is part of your business plan but who are you outraged by were you outraged by the companies that are basically trying to fleece agents or were you outraged by the people that are being paid by these companies and who are the trusted friends and advisors to real yeah, estate agents? for sure so you're outraged by the people the brokers and the other people that are telling their agent followers to use yeah, these companies that's okay because right. it's not okay right that's where I'm outraged. I'm outraged by all the fake gurus and fake coaches sure. who are essentially in the pockets of these companies mm -hmm. who are being paid to essentially be enth enthusiasts of these very – and there's there's dozens of that are like this. And they're just doing it for their own self-interest. They're not doing it for your best interest. And this is something you guys have got to get really careful and clear about really quick. Otherwise, you're frankly going to – things are going to get harder for you by a hell of a lot, not easier. During times of change like this, new winners are chosen. New winners are, you know, essentially they rise to the top because they're the ones that move the quickest and do what the market wants. They listen to what the market wants. They listen to what, you know, buyers and sellers, the new demands that they have. The marketing and branding and the buying lead uh, wave fad is starting to wane because people are waking up to the fact of what it really is. 
I strongly encourage all of you to be very introspective about where you want to be in six months, 12 months, five years. And by the way, we did a great series last week based on all your feedback. It was a great series on your five-year plan as a real estate agent. Listen to that if you've not listened to it. It's not just for new agents. It's for every agent out there. Anything else you'd like to say as we sign off for today, well, Julie? I mean, I hope. So this was one of those podcasts where, you know, we always say we're here to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. We did a lot of education. We're letting you know exactly what their plans are for you. Now you've got to be motivated to take the right action and make the right decisions. So the I first, turn it back to them. Yes, absolutely. So the first move all of you should consider is joining Julie and I at eXp Realty. So please text me directly if you're ready to join and you're looking for a sponsor, 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.